Oh yeah, I like the sound of that, and I know that you're gonna like the sound of it too. This is The Manny Wolf Show, where I pull no punches, I don't hold back in my conversations with some of the most interesting minds on the planet. So, put us in your ear, turn the volume up, and hang on for another episode. Looks like we're live. Welcome back, you guys. So glad to be tuning in with you. So glad to be bringing you this Quarantine All-Stars Masterclass Series. I know the name changes a little bit each day. Um, And that's also because I'm not going to keep it called that. I'm not going to focus on this this weird quarantine situation for too much longer. I am, however, going to focus on continually bringing you guys... um, really, really high quality guests who have agreed to not only jump on and, and, and add value, but who really, in my estimation, uh, seem to care, seem to be focused on, um, I don't know, doing more than making a buck. Making a buck, yes, definitely make a buck, guys. Everybody should make a buck. But, you know, there are different ways to do that. So, With that in mind, today I bring you your friendly neighborhood ads guy, Joey Morgan, with Facebook ads for the rest of us. What's happening, brother? Not much, man. Just hanging out. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I um, was telling you a little bit in the green room, which is what I think I might start calling the pre-show because it sounds cool, uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm... I'm weighed down a little bit like the rest of us by this whole sort of situation we find ourselves in. But um, for me personally, life hasn't changed that much, which is really surreal in a way, right? Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that has changed is I had been looking for a way to sort of get service even more back into what I was doing. And so the quarantine situation inspired this interview series, which has just been taking off. Yep. And so... I'm feeling really good about this. And of course, man, I'm really glad that you're here. I think you were one of the people that I actually reached out to. Yeah. Instead of saying, letting, like, I put one post out and got two months worth of bookings, but you and a couple other people I actually reached out to and I said, I want you on the show. Yep, definitely. So, I appreciate that. Absolutely. For you guys that don't know, this is the time, first time Joey and I have actually wrapped, but uh, sometimes you can, you can tell that, that somebody sort of is, cut from the same cloth by how they show up. So um, tell us what you do, man. Tell us who you are. Like, lay it lay it down, man. Yeah, absolutely. As, as you said in the introduction, I'm the gas dude. And I always put that at the end of my post. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've been in the Facebook ads industry for a good five years. Um, okay. I've seen, seen a lot of changes, um, had to adapt to a lot of different scenarios. Um, but ultimately, man, I, I fell in love with marketing and fell in love with Facebook advertising because mm-hmm. I just love the I love data. I love numbers. I've always been a, b- a big numbers guy yeah. um, and being able to apply that side of myself and help others has just been um, an incredible journey and something that I definitely love to do. Excellent, man. So um, let's say hello to a couple of people. Stephen, Jose, Louise, Fart. I, I'm not Jose. I'm going to, I'm going to screw it up, man. And Joe Nicasio. Welcome. 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 Um, I, I wasn't bold enough to try, <laughs> try and get your name, Jose. My apologies, brother. Um, so I want to jump right into something a little, uh, a little controversial. Okay. In your estimation, 
what do most ads people uh, do wrong? And I'm thinking mostly in how they represent their their service, their business, and ads in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of I would say a lot of overpromise. I think it's jumping right out of the gun and just a lot of overpromising. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's not to say you can't set goals um, for for people you know that you're that you're working with, but one thing to keep in mind is that Facebook is a big testing game, right? Yeah. It's a hundred percent data. Yeah. Okay. So when you're jumping right off the gun and setting metrics, setting you know, or, like promising that we're going to hit this certain space. Right. Right. Our results. That's automatically a red flag. Okay. You know, um, I, I think it's it's big to set goals and to have ideas and to try to reach a certain area. But again, with Facebook ads being a big testing game and big numbers game, and if you're new to Facebook ads, especially your business, then you don't exactly know what those metrics look like for you. Right. You know, so it's really comes down to just testing, seeing testing the waters seeing what results for you and then going from there and then setting new goals and new metrics based off of that. So it's maybe not so almost crystal ball and smoke and mirrors ish, right? It's exactly my, my feeling. And I don't know if I'm speaking for uh, the viewers, but my feeling is, especially when I was earlier in the game, um, Facebook ads people were sort of like this, like almost like a cult I couldn't get into, you know? Um, It was really represented as this thing that only a select few understood. And, and, and it was almost something like where, where, where magic met science or something. Um, Now I know that, that, the the absolute sort of irreducible truth of all marketing is that it's about testing. Absolutely. We can we can know some certain things, right? There are some certain things that that have been true since PT Barnum and since uh since uh you know whatever whatever was the earliest recorded examples of marketing we have. Um human nature is one mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Um but testing is always the answer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And you're so, never, you're never at an end point with, with advertising, you know, right. you're That's never right. at an end point. Even, even if you reach a certain metric that you're happy with, you're still testing. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it never, it never stops. You right. never hit and hit a point where it's just like you're satisfied or you're comfortable and you want to stay there because ultimately when you hit that point of complacency, mm-hmm. then that's when you start to fall off. That's when your results start to dip and so and you, you stop testing. So now you're not once what what once was working now isn't working anymore and you haven't been constantly testing anything new. So there is such a thing then as like um like a message saturation. Is that is that part of what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Because I know that the narrative, the fable is like, especially with the evergreen webinar, right? The fable is if you manage to build this thing, you just let it run and boom. But everybody I know who actually has a successful webinar is is looking at all the points that it can be tweaked. 100%. So the ads, the copy on the ads, funnel, the, uh, the funnel, everything, the webinar itself, all the mechanical pieces that connect together, um, and they're and they're evaluating all the time. Mm-hmm. 
I had a I had a guy once, um, uh, sort of one of those high level marketers, tell me, and I thought this was really potent. He said, "The game we're in is the game of constant incremental improvement. Mm. That's the game we play." I like that. Yep, hundred percent. Would you agree with that? Hundred percent. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, uh, some of the some of the great success stories you've had with with people? Because I'd yep. really love to know that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. There's been um, I can give past some examples here. There's been mm-hmm. um, a couple people that I, I've brought on that have been fairly new. Um, they're they've never run ads before, um, so the, everything from new from start to finish has never been tested in advertising. Okay. Their, their funnel, their ads, their ad copy. Now, when I typically start with somebody like this, it, I always emphasize, you know, allow a period of time. For testing because everything that we're doing from here on out is just trial and error right you know so we're trying to constantly test we're not only having to test the funnel side of things but now we're having to find those winning ads mm-hmm. that are going to bring results we got to find that winning ad copy that winning creative those winning audiences mm-hmm. you know and we're so we're testing several different elements at one time yeah and so one of the biggest successes that i've had um is a client that has never they've never done any of this and um, they're actually a local client of mine um, here in my local area. But we, they've, they did a, I think it was before they started with me, it was around maybe 10 leads a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a wedding venue. Yeah. And I, I don't typically work with like uh, brick and mortar um, businesses. This was, they, they had, she's a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, she, she came to me for help and I wanted to help her out. And uh, so they they didn't do very many, very many leads a month. And once we they started, we had a consistent um, consistent lead flow coming from their funnel, their ads. As soon as we got out of that testing phase, and we found some things that worked that we ran with, um, we had a consistent amount of leads. They did you know five figures um, a month, you know, all just based off that, which is more than what they were doing before because they were so new. Um, nice. so it, it was, is a big success. She, uh, she thanked me from the, just from the bottom of her heart. And that's what I love to see the most is like the emotional side of things. You know, when yeah. you deliver results like that and you see, you know, somebody just is ecstatic about what's happening in their business. You know, that's what drives me to keep going, um, and keeps me motivated. Yeah. Very good. Do you think that <laughs> Facebook is, <laughs> is sort of, working against the little guy running ads or for the little guy running ads? You know, I'm asking this, right? Because, because there are a lot of people, uh, myself included at times who are just like, you know what, I'm just going to get so good at organic because I'm just so done with Facebook ads. So what, what's your thoughts there? Um, in terms of the, in terms of the little guy, what do you, what do you mean by little guy? Like what would be an example? Small budgets. Like small budgets. Okay. Um, yeah, yes and no. Um, I think there's two sides of of that of having a small budget. One, you can't really test aggressively as what some might want to, right? And what I'm and what I mean by that is how I kind of set up my Facebook structures is if we're testing new audiences, okay, I like to test several different audiences at one time on a micro budget level. Okay. So and that could mean I could set up 40 different ad sets mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, each individual audience. Okay. Right. Now they, it may not be 40 different audiences. It could be, you know, 20 different audiences, but at different placements, mm-hmm. you know, 
So that, and, and that's the aggressive side of testing. So I guess on a smaller budget, you wouldn't be able to test as aggressive or as fast as you wanted to, but that's not to say that you can't find what works. It, it may take longer or you may get, I want to say get lucky and find something that works. Mm-hmm. But at the same time with that smaller budget, it's hard to test aggressively and quickly right? when you don't have the, the budget to do so. Okay. Um, that brings me to a, a more, maybe a tactical question, but first I want to talk about this, uh, this Facebook feature that you're always talking about and warning people they need to get ready for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's where you let Facebook do the optimize. It's, oh, it's, CBO. CBO campaign yeah. budget optimization, right? Yep. 100%. Yeah. Talk to me about that, man. You've got, you've got some uh, strong feelings about that. Let I do. Know what's I'm up. Very passionate about uh, CBO. <laughs> yeah. So let us know what's up. What is yeah. it? And, and, and then why do yeah. you care? So, um, the opposite of CBO is just the ad set budgets. So mm-hmm. where, where you can set up an individual ad set and ha- that ad set would have its own particular budget. So say you wanted to run um, a campaign with several different ad sets in it, you could run each ad set at like $10 a day or $15 a day or whatever you want to set mm-hmm. it to. CBO takes the budget from the ad set part of things and moves it to the campaign level. Okay, so if you have a, a campaign budget optimization campaign running and you have four ad sets in that campaign, what Facebook's going to do is take that budget and spread it amongst all of those ad sets that you have in that campaign. So they're not going to have a specific amount of budget per ad set, but what Facebook's going to do is optimize. And that's why they have it set campaign budget optimization mm-hmm. is they're going to optimize that campaign budget in those ad sets and find which ad sets going to perform the best for you yeah, and take that budget and throw the majority of that budget towards that ad set. So essentially that's what CBO does. So I heard somebody else say this, this is not my own uh, description. So if it sounds smart, all credit to Dennis, you for this actually. Um, He says that especially for the little guy, the algorithm has gotten so good that you can now let Facebook do almost all the work for you. Yes, and that mm-hmm. is the that's a direction that Facebook is looking to take. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've they've really updated their their machine learning to mm-hmm. optimize and take control and go out and find the best results possible for you. Okay. Okay, and that's where and that's where a CBO can kind of come in and also dynamic ads. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can get into dynamic in a, in a second, but. Um, CBO, they really just want you to give Facebook that control, those and set it to automatic placements. Let right. Facebook go out and find those conversions for you. Yeah. Because they're Facebook's algorithm is smarter than many anybody advertised <laughs> combined. Smarter than we are. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> any, anybody that's on on Facebook combined, it's way, way smarter. Yeah. And so they it knows it's tracking and knows where to go to find those conversions for you. Right. If you give it the proper data it needs. Okay. And that's where your part as the advertiser comes in is giving that Facebook that information that it needs. How do we find that information initially? Yeah. And that would be coming down to the Facebook pixel, allowing, allowing the pixel to track those types of people that are converting for you. Okay. Right. And allowing Facebook to optimize with those people and go out and find more just like them. So does that mean that we cannot or should not jump into campaign budget optimization until uh, our pixel is a little bit, we call it matured, right? 
Um, yeah, in the past there was a, a term called seasoning or pixel. Seasoning, um, yeah. Yeah, now not so much. Oh, um, okay. It's, uh, you can really allow Facebook to just, you, you can give Facebook the, the information needs just based off your targeting um, and, and going to try to find the people that you want to bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't necessarily have to season your pixel anymore. Now with um, with the pixel and building a lookalike audiences, if Facebook's bringing in all of these people and they're converting and you, you're getting your ideal prospect, your ideal audience, then you can start building lookalike audiences and telling Facebook, Hey, I want more people just like the people you brought in. Right. Okay? And you start testing that in CBOs and just letting Facebook go out and just find more and more and more people. Okay. So all of this assumes that people have at least a passing familiarity with the concept of ads and how to run them. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to try to reduce our conversation today down to anything more basic than that. This is so this is going to be for people who have just the, the, the compulsory entry level amount of knowledge. What would you tell somebody stepwise as an actual strategy who's, who wants to kind of run ads? Let's say that uh, you've got an offer that you've sold organically. It's past some level of validation, right? That it converts. Yep. Now the next step is, well, I'd like to run some ads and see if I can, you know, uh, scale it. Um, how do you, how would you coach somebody to start that whole process? And and, and also if you could, if you could tell about, uh, you know, an estimated kind of budget they should expect to have and stuff like yeah. that, that'd be great. 100%. Um, yeah, I have three phases to that. Okay. Um, and it kind of, this, these three phases kind of help you work up to that point of scaling. Um, it starts you from the very bottom of just testing, testing new audiences and new pockets of people to verifying them and then scaling them up in CBO campaigns. Okay. Okay, So if you're, if you're getting started with ads and you're wanting to start testing new audiences, testing, testing the waters with, with, with ads, what you want to do is do the research and kind of compile a list of interests that you believe that your target audience would be in. Okay. And I kind of touched on this earlier, but, um, Mm -hmm. Hey, Manny here. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the importance of growing your own personal brand and your own audience. In this day and age, if you do business on social media or on the internet in general, you need to be focused on your personal brand. And your personal brand is a function of what people say, think, and feel about you behind your back. And that's where we can come in and help you tremendously. So I'd like to invite you to go over to my website mannywolf.com where you can either schedule a call with me or my team or you can learn about the ways that we can help you to grow your audience powerfully and quickly. In this day and age, content is absolutely king and if you don't have a content strategy, you can't expect big results. And what we do is we help you with powerful, powerful content strategies. In short, we can put you everywhere all the time without you doing hardly any work. Sounds kind of cool, right? If you'd like to learn more, head over to mannywolf.com and either book a call or look into one of the ways that we have already prepared to help you rapidly grow your audience, grow your trust, your authority, your personal brand, and of course, through all of those things, grow your business. All right, now back to the show. 
my like the phase one of the, of all of this is taking those interests and testing them individually in several different ad sets, right? So just uh, just for example purposes, if you're in the fitness industry, okay, yeah. um, and you're wanting to target say uh, GNC, which is a supplement store, okay, and you you think your ideal prospect is in that is in that area, so then you would test GNC by itself in one ad set, okay. And mm -hmm. test it like to different places. So ad set one would be GNC to automatic placements. Ad set two could be GNC to mobile. Ad okay. set three could be GNC to feeds. Mm -hmm. Okay. So not only are you testing that new audience, but you're testing where you're getting the results from. And, and when you say where, you're talking about literally like what device they're seeing you on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Important so, to understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just informa more information for you to yep. work up to scale upon. Um, so that, so that's, and you can take that example and just multiply it, right? So you have three ad sets of GNC. Now, if you want to move on to another audience, you could do supplement superstore. Okay. Um, they're, they're called S2. So you could do supplement superstore again, automatic placements, supplement superstore on feeds and then mobile. So now you have six ad sets with two audiences. Okay. So you're testing these individually because you want to know if these audiences show any some sort of promise, if they're okay. going to bring you some results. Right. If you start stacking these audiences too early, you don't know where your your conversions or your audience is coming from. You don't know if they're coming from GNC right. or if they're coming from something like Superstore. You know? So the point of this is to just test individually, test these audiences, see if they bring them if they're going to bring you some promise. And you want to do this on a micro budget level. Okay. And I'm talking What's a micro budget. You could do like five dollars a day. Okay. on these audiences, um, three to five even. Okay. Um, but the point of this phase one is not mm -hmm. to get, you're not going to get tons and tons of results out of this. Okay. Not off that budget. What the, the, the point of phase one is to find promise. Okay. Yeah. If you have an audience that's going to bring you some promise that says it has potential to bring you results. Okay. Then if you, if it does, if you, if you start seeing, you know, leads come through, you're starting to get good metrics that you're wanting to hit, mm -hmm. then you can start, you can, I, I, I call it phase two where I would duplicate. Okay. So out of phase one, I would duplicate this audience, put it into a new campaign, label it my phase two, and I would put a higher budget on that ad set. Mm -hmm. And then I would probably introduce another ad because I want to verify this. Right. Okay. So I'm giving this audience a, a higher budget. I'm going to introduce another ad so I can verify. Yeah. Okay. Goes from phase one to testing, phase two to verifying. Okay. So in phase one, let's just say GNC. Okay. Yeah. GNC showed me some promise. It's, it's saying, hey, I have potential to bring you results. I'm going to take the GNC, I'm going to duplicate it, right? If, even if it was feeds, mobile, automatic placements, whatever, wherever placement it was, I'm going to duplicate that, put it into my phase two with a higher budget, new ad. And what's going to happen is I look at it as a pocket of people, okay? In phase one, it found this pocket of people, okay? Now I'm duplicating it, putting it in phase two. It's probably going to go find another pocket of people somewhere. Right. Okay? So if it finds another pocket of people and it's continuing to bring me results, I've now verified this audience. It's continuing yeah. to crush it. Right. So now I want to work on some scaling strategies. I want to figure out how I can scale this audience, okay? And that brings me into phase three which is CBO. Okay. So now I have tested this audience. I have verified it. Now I want to take this GNC audience, 
put it in a CBO campaign. I'll duplicate it a few times. I'll run, I typically run three to four ad sets in a CBO campaign. I don't okay. go more than that. Um, but I'll test GNC inside that CBO campaign. And there's there's different ways you can do this. And I must, I'm not going to say there's a right or wrong because it's ultimately sure. a testing game. Sure. Um, but there have been times where I've taken GNC duplicated three times and I've not touched it. I didn't change any of those ad sets. I kept them all the same. Okay. Then there have been times where I've taken that GNC audience. And I've, I maybe have changed some placements or changed something inside of it. It's all a testing game and figuring out what's going to work. Mm -hmm. um, but just for example purposes, I'll just, we duplicated out of phase two, put it into a CBO campaign, duplicated three or four times. And we're allowing Facebook to really just take control yeah. and to optimize and go find more people just like the people that already converted for me. Okay. Got it. So it's, it's a bit, I mean, if you're getting started with ads, that's, that's kind of the process that I, uh, that I follow. I go okay. from phase one testing micro budgets, phase mm -hmm. two, verify it, higher budget, new ad phase three CBO. So what's the low end of the, of the verification level budgets? Yeah. So that's a verify yeah. um, probably 15. Okay. So none of this is, Maybe um, before you get working your way to CBO, none of this is is really kind of uh, as expensive as perhaps people are thinking. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. This um, is good to know, I think. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And ultimately, it comes down to, you know, don't stress yourself out and feel like mm -hmm. you have to throw a ton of money at advertising, a ton of money um, starting off the gate because you don't necessarily have to. Right. You can right. start off with those micro budget, micro budgets, and then just test, you know, $5 a day, $3 a day on different ad sets yeah. and just find what's going to bring the most promise for you. Okay. And then from there, if you start to find that and you want to verify and you start getting results, now you're getting conversions. Okay. And then you can just reinvest those conversions into right. ads and to right. just scale up. Yeah. So one of the sort of the, the, magic sort of boxes to check is, is if you start getting conversions at the low level, it is no longer an invest. Uh, 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 it's no longer a cost. It's an investment, right? 100%. Yeah. Nice. Awesome, man. Well, so I, I, I think this is really helpful for people. I think um, we've got kind of like how you can go from not having done it before to, to really getting yourself to that level where it's like, okay, we're going to test CBO here. Do you feel like if people follow this test verify phase one and phase two, by the time they get to CBO, have you seen any surprises that would stop it from being sort of a sure thing that they could get an ROI from their spend? Or is it pretty reliable at that point? Um, it, it, it can go both ways to be oh, transparent. Okay. I mean, it yeah, really can, yeah. you know, um, it's, there is no direct line, direct answer to that. It's, mm -hmm really again with facebook ads being a testing game that it is mm -hmm. um, it just comes down to exactly that testing sure. uh, now you provide yourself and I, i'm huge on predictability yeah okay? so but following that if you're testing and then verifying you're giving yourself some sort of predictability with your ads even mm -hmm. if you go into cbo and it just tanks yeah you you didn't go in blind Okay. You still gave you, you still gave yourself a little bit of predictability leading up to CBO and scaling those, those audiences and ad sets. So, and I think that's a big, that's a big thing. Cause again, it's a data game, not an emotion game. And I want, I want to point that out because 
I see a lot of you know marketers or just business owners in general, they allow their emotions to get involved with Facebook advertising. And if you do that, you're going to lose to numbers every single time. Okay. If you work off gut feeling, you're going to lose. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like the stock market. You can't get emotionally involved in the stock market, right? If you get emotionally involved, then you're going to lose because it's all about numbers. The number, like your metrics, the data that you're, you're, you're gathering through these three phases is going to tell you everything you need to know. Do you find that that's maybe one of the hardest parts for people? hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. It certainly, it has been for me in the past. I, mm-hmm. I can validate that from my own experience in the past. It's uh, um, yeah, it, it's been very, I, I think the people that are successful really in, in all of marketing, you know, the, the common refrain from all people who I, I've talked to who understand marketing is dispassionate testing. We will have, for instance, a tendency when creating, especially our first ad sets, right, to really fall in love with a picture or a headline, mm-hmm. right, and That's and sort of refuse to accept that it's not really sort of taking taking hold the way we, you know, feel it should and thought it would. And so you gotta just let, you know, when I teach people how to uh, how to use boosted content to grow their audience, it's the same thing. People criticize the crap out of their early videos. And my response is always the same. You don't get a say. You have no say in what your audience likes. 100%. You, you put it out and you let them tell you. Yep. It's the exact same thing, isn't it? 100%. I absolutely nice. agree with that. Um, it's just, again, you, you got to test and just figure out and just find, do your research, right? Mm-hmm. And one, one thing I like to, you know, a, a little tip that I like to give everybody is sure. um, it, look at your clientele now. Okay. So look at the clientele that you have before you get ready to start running ads, go onto their profiles, look at their likes. You can go, you can go on their, on their likes tab and you mm-hmm. can see, you know, everything that they have interest in. And that's information. Oh, interesting. interesting. That's information that you can use with Facebook ads. Okay. Their profile. And typically when I get involved and I, I start doing research with, um, for like clientele that signs on, Mm-hmm. I go on to their clients' profiles and I want to know everything about their clients mm. all the way down to what they argue about at the dinner table. How does that inform what you do? Yeah. And so again, it's their profile has information. So like I can look sure. at movies they like, magazines they like, yeah. celebrities, you know, yeah. public mm-hmm. figures, everything. Yeah. I can see absolutely everything that they have interest in. And right. all of that is information I can use for targeting. Or so I can find sub, like sub interest based off those. It, it's kind of just depends. I, I get that research is important and I get that you can use it for targeting. I think the disconnect for me and hopefully for other people might be how. I think that's something that's probably so second nature to you. Um, once we once we find out that this person likes uh, Ford trucks and Fight Club and they like Reeboks and not Nikes and all of those things, how do we let that uh, uh, teach us? Like, what do we then, what do we know that we can then use? How do we implement that knowledge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And so ultimately you're looking for something that shows a little bit of relevancy with your okay. clients, right? Okay. I mean, that's not to say you can go on to their profile. You can go on their profile and see a, a ton of things they like, but that doesn't right. necessarily mean that those likes or what they show mm-hmm. interest in is going to be relevant to who you're trying to target. Exactly. Okay. So 
ultimately it comes down to digging a little deeper. Okay. If you find something like, say it's like a public figure that they show interest in, that could be relative to who you're trying to target. Okay. You can dig a little deeper into that. So what is something relative to that public figure, like a company or a magazine or interesting, um, like, you know, you could dig, dig really deep into that and find that information that could be targetable on Facebook if it's large enough. Okay. So so that's it right there. Right. mm -hmm. What we're looking for in that, in that, sort of client research is, is um, interests that Facebook has aggregated into an option that you can use in your targeting. Yeah. And that audience size is large enough for you to. to Ah, that scratches the itch right there. I think that's the part that a lot of people don't get, right? We all know that research is important. Uh, Not many of us actually know how to do it. Yeah. And then of the ones that know how to do it, I think, you know, a lot of us don't know how to then implement it. So yeah, hundred percent. And there's others, other, other tools you can use too, like Facebook's audience insights. Uh-huh. Uh, you can use that Google trends. Yeah. Uh, you can use Google trends. There, there's, there's different tools that you can use to do research, but definitely just digging into current clients mm-hmm. has always been a big, a big thing for me. Nice, man. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop it right there because I think you've given a nice stepwise action, action item oriented kind of a how to here, dude. That's um, thank you so much, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for reaching out too. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. It's been great to connect with you, Joey guys. Obviously, if you've heard what we're talking about here and you you just don't want to do it yourself, um, send Joey a message, send Joey a message, hire him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i appreciate it i mean i'd be happy to help you out even if it's just if you have questions you know yeah. my, my my dms are always open just shoot it on over i'll be happy just to you know give you some point of direction or just mm-hmm. a, a ground to stand on yeah you know because i mean it facebook as they are like a, a scientific way of doing things mm-hmm. and it can be confusing and sometimes overwhelming when you're when you're diving in so even if you just want that solid ground to stand on feel free and i'll, I'll help you out super generous brother All right, man. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Manny Wolf Show. If you know someone that you'd love to have me interview, please go to my website at mannywolf.com. That's M-A-N-N-Y-W-O-L-F-E.com and submit them as a potential guest. We love to bring guests on that our audience wants to hear from. So please help us to find the best guests for you by going to mannywolf.com and submitting anyone that you have in mind to be a great guest, including yourself. And if you'd like to know more about me and what I do, please come over to Facebook and join my group, simply called the Manny Wolf Group. If you'd like to get more into my world where we have all kinds of tips, trainings, valuable stuff for you to help you get better at growing your brand and your audience, please come and join the Manny Wolf Group on Facebook. Until our next episode, I'll see you.